Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. How you doing? Good. I just felt like I needed to go with a normal Jake today. Okay. things feel kind of normal. Like, weird. It's so effing weird. It just, I had to stop and remind myself, we have a different person as president. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... It's wild, dude. Did you did you watch all of the events yesterday, or maybe I like, watched his speech and that was about <clears> it. Okay, so I watched the press conference with the uh, press secretary. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody like slapped me awake, and it's like, "Welcome back, dude." Yeah, it's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we just lived through four years of a circus. Yeah, dude, is she so good? Is she? And a Trump supporter in the comments was like, "She's not that great to look at." Of course, that's all they have to. That's all they have to say. And Sean Spicer was. I mean, Anthony Scaramucci was Huckabee. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's a cutie. She's she's attractive lady. I mean, yeah, none of that matters. I mean, what, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like these people are so dumb. I know. Oh boy, but it feels so good. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it. <laughs> I, it was so nice to hear a speech. This is what it felt night. like in 2016, dude. No, it didn't. Not for us. <laughs> no. But, oh, just, <sighs> I got paid. Did you? Oh, yeah. He, he, finally, pay, he finally paid you? Paid me my 40 bucks. I have the, so he gave me two 20s. I have one of the $20 bills that I'm not going to spend. I kind of want to frame. Mm-hmm. It, he wrote, hand wrote all of it, all over it. Uh, fuck you, Biden. So. I thought it was appropriate to hang on to that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And on the back of it, he bought a little stamp that says, this is Trump's house. And so on the back side of the $20 bill is the White House. Mm -hmm. And he stamped it all over the the White House. (laughs) So I'm going to hang on to it. Good old Mr. Osborne. No, it wasn't Osborne. Oh, it wasn't? Nope. He still hasn't paid you? I don't know. He paid me. He Venmoed me in the money. He did? Yeah. This is another guy who owes me 40 bucks. Oh, gotcha. This was the tattoo bet. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. uh, got paid. I mean, I'm just, and, and then like another like hardcore, like Trump supporter driver of mine comes in and he, and I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I go, what's wrong, buddy? <laughs> I'm being so condescending. Oh man. And he's like, nothing and nothing's wrong. And I'm like, how's your day? And he's like, it's great for some. And I'm like, I'm having an excellent day. <laughs> just, oh. Yeah, it's um, it's just it's just weird, but it feels it feels like it just feels normal. Like there's nothing <laughs> out of the the Atlantic had an article. It's just like this is a normal inauguration. Right. This is the last episode of Say What You Mean. Yep. We have nothing left to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's just like I love the. The dichotomy of you and I. I'm obnoxious and a troll, mm-hmm. so now it's my time, baby. And you're just like, everything's back to normal. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> as it should be. I'm going to grind it in all their faces and punch them with all the great things mm-hmm. he's doing. Well, it's. I don't, I don't know. I view this as a time to... Um, don't even say it. What? What are you going to say? I might jump across the table and karate kick you. <laughs> I'm just, I feel like it's, we're at a time to make, just to stop, pause, and remind ourselves that there are things we want to have happen, but we need to remain vigilant that the things that are happening that we want to have happen are happening in the right way. Otherwise, we're just Trump supporters. Nerd! (laughs) 
Fuck you, drop I'm some saying, like Woo! all of those, all of, now all of those, um, all of those executive orders, like, yeah, those check out. Those are things that he can use executive orders for, right? And there's, but there's just things that we, there's just things that we have to. I don't know. I it just, it's, t- it's still, it doesn't mean we can go to, we can go to sleep and just wait for four more years because yeah. there's there's a lot that we have to one we have to make sh- sure that i mean there's a lot of work to do just in terms of confronting the inevitable rise of trumpism again it's not going away it's clearly not going to go away right but then also you have to hold the biden administration accountable if he's using extra curricular you know extra constitutional means um expanding executive authority stuff that <coughs> stuff as a conservative i'm not comfortable with but um dude tell me about uh i am i am yesterday was a very good day <laughs> i i don't mean day. to be a, be a wet blanket yesterday was a fan <laughs> yesterday was a fantastic day and it was i'm <laughs> so nice to hear truly a sense of like truly a sense of i'm going to be a president for all Americans. I mean, he's been saying that but since at, day one. But at the same time, saying if you're using violence, we're going yeah, yeah. to, we're going to, you know, we're we're not putting up with that for sure. So, all right, we'll get to all that. I'm working on this space that we're in. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? I think it looks fantastic. You've done such a great work, but then you. obviously, the, you were saying there's a lot more to do. And oh, I yeah. see all the shelving. We were talking about that Listen a little to this. bit. Listen to this. That, Way more muffled. That's the clang of passion that you're getting now. It's We're moving on up. <laughs> no more gong. Yep. I'm really, I'm really just, you know, it's time. I love the, uh, I love that you put the lights in the White House. I see the Joker still on top. Yeah. Um, we just always have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Always be mindful that the Joker might be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, my tr- the Truman bobblehead. Yes, sir. Cougar helmet. Yes, sir. Batman. Yes, sir. I'm guessing Link. You're guessing Link. Shame <laughs> on you. Uh, animal f- copy of Animal Farm. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I don't know what the burgers, the burger penny piggy bank is for. I'm assuming that's something that. That's just all my money. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we've got the blue French blue French horn case. Um, Dude, the wa- the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Lego Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. is tight. Yeah, trying to. Upgrade it. I made it wireless, made it high and tight, cleaned it up, posted some pictures online. I'm just trying to get it to feel like, say what you mean. Mm-hmm. That's why I need more of your stuff. Give me yeah. your stuff. I'm, I'm going to go through my uh, my storage unit and see what. There you go. What stuff I like I got it. laying around. Ooh, good. I oh, still, dude, right here, boom, the buck stops here. It's got to go right there. I'm going to get it, but it'd really? be tight. Truman? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't Truman whatever, but I mean that is, I don't know. Truman cool. whatever. I mean, he's kind of just whatever. Look away, Harry. <laughs> he's just kind of you know, whatever. I was reading a really good article about the five worst presidents in U.S. history, mm-hmm. and they made a case that Trump is the worst. And it was an interesting article. It's in the Atlantic. You should have shared it with me. Okay. Um. Before we get into anything else, is there any anything new with you going on? Mm. Nothing to catch up on, dude. Well, I okay. Um, <laughs> actually, yes. So you remember uh, our episode eleven where I talk about my disastrous 
my disastrous interview yes. with a financial institution? Yes. Okay. Well, I have a, I have the ultimate possible redemption story. Oh. Tomorrow. So hopefully that goes way better than last time. An interview at the same place? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you, dude. Over the phone. So it's literally the same thing. But if I end up, if I <laughs> record it, uh, dude, uh, record it. <laughs> no, no way. No way. Because there's a there's a 50 50 chance this is going to go the same record way. Record it. So if you're li- if you want to if you want to figure out what I'm talking about, episode 11, I go into detail about this awful awful experience the worst interview you could possibly ever have it's amazing um so my redemption story is tomorrow yeah so look at you dude got that congrats that's awesome look dude it's been two years there's like a year and a half year and a half i'm just trying to age us so we sound cooler (laughs) um you've grown a lot i feel like you've I don't know. I feel like your ability to kind of just own a little bit of who you are and kind of just think of it as like, you know, there there have been some times where <clears throat> you've told me about you kind of just standing your ground. Mm-hmm. That's what you how you have to approach it. Like I it's imposter syndrome. I know it is like I because I got the same thing going on. Like, oh, shit. Am I really good enough for this? You are. So own it. Right. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. Slap them. Like, give me this effing job. <laughs> that would go over well. I mean, did I ever tell you about the time I told Clay when he was filling out an application at a place I worked? Mm-mm. Okay, so I was working at a different trucking company prior to the one I'm working at now. And um, I hope, uh, and it, it's kind of an inside joke in the family now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things about Clay that are inside jokes that w- you just say the words and we all laugh because we know what it means. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one is two weeks. One is... I hate my life. <laughs> and uh, the third is diabolical genius. And I'll tell you the diabolical genius one. Okay. So um, he comes into the work, the place I'm working at, and he's like, hey, can I get an application? Like, I know Jeff. And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. So he, the woman gives him an application. He's filling it out. And he's texting me like, what do I put here? What do I put here? What do I put here? He's like 19 at the time, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, here's what you do. You put this here, put here, put there. And he's like, all right, cool. And he goes, it's asking me for like my surname or something like for the signature or whatever. I, I don't remember what it was asking for specifically. And I was just like, just put diabolical genius. And he did. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and so he turns the paper into the woman and she's like, she reads it over and she goes, are, are you sure you, you sure you want to turn this in? And he's like, Yeah. And then, so he leaves, and he's like, dude, I put Diabolical diabolical Genius, and she looked at me like I was an idiot. And I was like, you did not put that, dude. He goes, you told me to. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's like, that's ultimate gullibility. Yeah. That's that's even a word. So there's the Diabolical Genius. uh, Clay is a Diabolical Genius. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Oh, there's something else. Oh, so today I have, after this, I have a... Root canal. That's right. You were telling me that about that Woo! last week. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Your... Have you had Chick Fil A? Uh. Uh-uh. Dude, would do you like chicken? You like chicken? Yeah. Try Chick Fil A, dude. I only say that because I feel like their company's kind of a piece of crap. Why? They're like, well, they're like super Christian, and therefore they're like anti women's health. And I mean, aren't we all? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> 
uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there are. But, dude, dude, then don't try it. Then don't try it? Yeah. Okay. Because then you'll be just dumping money into the pockets of these monsters. Mm, I don't know. I feel like I can get a, a really good chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Somebody else said that to me. Yeah, Wendy's, my boss said that to the me. The Wendy's uh, number nine spicy, the Asiago Chicken Club spicy. Dude, that's that's all I need. I'm pretty sure that's the exact same one. My boss was like, "Dude, try the Wendy's chicken uh, spicy chicken. It's the best." Dude, it's fantastic. Is it? Yeah. Oh man, you guys are might get me over to Wendy's. Mm-hmm. See, um, I, see, everybody told me, everybody told me that uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich was the one to have. You had to get it. It was the one that was crazy, causing all of that craze. It was. It wasn't that good. Like I, I didn't was, have it either. Though. It wasn't good. Like I mean, it was fine. It's a chicken right. sandwich. You can't really mess it up. Right. Other than a club, that might be my favorite sandwich. A chicken sandwich? Yeah, like a chicken. Grilled burger. or? Well, breaded. Breaded? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I don't like grilled chicken on a sandwich. It's very slimy. So slimy. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Sandwich um, experts. But like a good like ch- like a chicken burger, like a chicken patty yeah. burger is like I'll, if I go to like Red Robin, like I always I get the chicken more than the hamburger. There. Really? Yeah. Um, unless I'm trying to be cheap and I just do the Red's Tavern Double because you can't beat that deal. It's like five ninety nine for a double cheeseburger and the bottomless fries. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it? Red's Tavern? The Red's, Red's Tavern Double. Yeah. It is. I always get the Royal Red Robin. Yeah, and that's big money though. That's like a I twelve mean, or thirteen dollar burger. I mean, I know I'm you're rolling. Roll- I know you're rolling in it. Yeah, but now I'm broke because I spent it all on these new mic stands. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And some other things, i.e., coming tomorrow. Uh, lovely. Yeah, how are you feeling? Scared. Yeah, sorry. It's just, uh, there's a terrible time to take a drink. No, of it's water. a perfect time. <laughs> Let that ring. Scared, scared, scared. Honestly, okay, so. Okay, so, geez, um, I read this book, The Connected Child. It's about, um, like, kids who aren't neurotypical, kids who have had trauma, kids who have had, um, kids from adoption, kids in foster care, right? Sure. And honestly, this book could be used by, by all parents. Like, it's so good about, like, it's just, it's just, you know, there's one method, it's, it's TBRI, trust-based, uh, TBRI, trust-based relationship intervention. Mm. And that's basically what, you know, uh, our parenting style is going to be very different than anybody else like that would have a neurotypical kid. And so I read The Connected Child and I'm like, okay, like, you know, here, here's laid out like, but it also felt like for younger kids, which mm-hmm. is a little scary, but also even though she's, almost 12 she she will need the attention that a younger child might need you know what i mean because she's so now i'm reading the connected parent which is there's a parent who wrote the book with the doctor who wrote the connected child and it goes back and forth of like here's dr purvis talking about the things that she talked about in connected child and why you should do it and, and and the science of it right and then the next few pages are of the parent who used those things and their experience mm. using them um some some great examples right and reading that is scaring me so bad i'm i'm stoked i'm so excited but i don't want to screw this up and and every parent no parent has the right answers and nobody has the right you know, nobody knows exactly what they're doing, and I know all that, but it's just like, if I'm being honest, 
and I always want to try to be on this show. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I come from a place of love, I do have a, a, a well of bottomless love for this kid. So, and, and one thing that the, the connected parent oh, that brings up and, and I've, um, you and I had some conversations off mic last week just about our childhoods and that just like, and that, reflecting on the book, the book always says, you know, just think about every person from like stemming from their childhood. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you start having way more compassion for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've talked about this before on the show, but like if you knew the things that I went through as a kid and like, and, and you, you're like F Jeff, dude, he's so over the top and obnoxious and starved for attention. It's like, well, okay, dude, look at his past as a kid. This is just an adult child, you know, acting out because of the things he, he went through as a child mm-hmm. and we're all people that were once children so i i think that as much as i am scared my god i'm doing everything i can to be prepared mm-hmm. well, that's all you can do yeah i mean yeah. that's all you can do and dude she's coming tomorrow what time 2 <laughs> 30 oh really yeah it's uh wow. yeah and is her caseworker coming with her yeah her caseworker staying um downtown vancouver and she's gonna be doing like sightseeing and stuff and then coming in and checking in and like friday when she gets in she'll like tour the house mm-hmm. and check it out and make sure everything's kosher and then leave us alone tomorrow night is christmas eve for us okay so we're gonna hang out maybe do de- uh, decorate some cookies maybe do some baking mm-hmm. um and then christmas morning is saturday Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. Does she know about your guys' Christmas plans? Yeah, she okay, knows. Right. Yeah. She's like, can I open my presents up when I get there? And like, <laughs> I I get it, but I don't want her to be like, she's just going to be flying from Texas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be so draining. Like, let's just chill and have a chill night and relax. And then Christmas morning the next day. Because what if she starts opening things and she's like, I want to play with all these. And then it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. And But you got the next five weeks off. Yeah, I do. But that doesn't mean. <laughs> but you'll have, you'll, you're coming off a day where, like day before you've had a, uh, um, a root canal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, and then dealing with all of the stress, excitement and everything that goes into Oh, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So, um, but also, you know, she's, she's, so she has the next week off and then the following week, February, she starts school. Okay. So <clears throat> there's still a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Still a lot to get her prepared for. Jen has been amazing and been on top of everything, getting her hooked up, like the insurance figured out, therapist figured out, doctors figured out, school figured out. Um, so it's been awesome. But so as much as it is five weeks off, it's, it's relationship building time oh for sure you know what i mean yeah you're, you're, you're gonna be emotionally exhausted yeah yeah but i mean it's it's literally going to zero to 100 like no parenthood to both feet in parenthood mm-hmm. time you know what yeah. i mean so i don't know we're gonna my bikes in the shop should be done in the next few days she has a bike here waiting that her foster mom sent mm. um for christmas so yeah, that's right. at the end of the that. presents i'm gonna wheel that bad boy out and she's gonna be like what it's gonna be so awesome, and then hello oh, does bike. She, does she like riding bikes? She or? loves riding her bike. Okay. So 
she has a bike here now, which is awesome. It's mm-hmm. a cute bike too. So, and I love riding bikes, so that's why I got my bike fixed and I'm planning on doing a ton of bike riding. Maybe going out to the gorge thanks to you. Um going to the mountain, showing her some snows. She hasn't really seen snow like that. Yeah, I mean there's not a lot of snow level. The snow level is still really high right now. Which is, is it? Concerning. Yeah. Well, I think Monday it's supposed to snow quite a bit. Is it? Okay. Snowpack is only like 30% of normal right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's not great. Hmm. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I got five weeks to figure it out. Really cool place if you want to do like bike riding is uh, McNeil Campground Area. It's all, most of it's all paid to the trailheads. McNeil? McNeil. Where's that? Up below the pass road out of Rhododendron. Oh, like up there. Mm-hmm. Is it like straight incline like everything else you try to get me to do? <laughs> it's a gradual <laughs> incline, but okay. most of the trailheads are like heavy incline. But if you just ride your bikes McNeil around. McNeil what? McNeil. Oh, it's just like, I don't know. It's a McNeil area. Like Mc, just Google McNeil campground. Okay, I did. Yeah. Cool. All of that uh, is paved all around up to uh, Lost Creek Campground, um, Riley Horse Camp. All of that is is paved, so and it doesn't okay. have snow, so you it's you get to see the mountains and stuff without having to actually go on. Have you gone out to Silver Falls? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Silver Falls has like cool bike trails all throughout that oh, whole state it? park. Oh, yeah. Okay. We've done that before. Um, I hiked it a little bit. I only did probably five miles of it mm-hmm. um, because I got there so late. When? Um, when I was in quarantine a couple weeks ago. Mm. Dude, uh, you know I go there every year. Do you? Yeah, every year. But last year, last year, last year? Last last year? Did I go last year? I think we just went for one night this year. So the year before, mm. before Jen had her surgery, she, you know, she's in a ton of pain and she was camping. So she couldn't do the tr- the hike. But Alex and I did the whole like 20 mile loop. Oh, wow. It was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Not as intense as freaking Creepy Ass Mountain or whatever it's called. Hamilton Mountain? Death Mountain. Death Mountain. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like, so you've seen the Twin Falls at Silver Star- at Silver Silver Falls. Yeah. It's, yeah, the, the big the big double one. Yeah, yeah I want to, because there's really no way to photograph that without going, like, straight mm-hmm. down one of those hills. So I need help to get down to the bottom of that. I need Just go rope. camping I with us, dude. Oh, you hate camping. I'm going to camp this year. You hate it. I'm going to camp this year. I may end up hating it, but there are some trails that I want to do that you can't do in a day. Mm. So I, I'm i mapping out like... Are you trying to like backpack hiking mm-hmm. and camp? Yeah. For someone who does not like camping, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like being able to wake up to some of the, like, the views that you'd be able to For see sure. would be just absolutely magnificent. There's a couple... Um, there's a couple of trails I've got mapped out. I'm going to do this summer up That'd on Mount cool. St. Helens and then a one on Hood that I really want to do. It's just about making the experience memorable and fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like that's how I always talk about fandom, like with the Trailblazers. Like I there was such a long period where I didn't really care about them. And now when I root for them, I, I think about the nostalgia of being a kid and going with my dad. Mm-hmm. Those were great memories, great times. That's the foundation of the fandom, right? Yeah. So your fandom of camping isn't great, but you can reestablish by a new experience, especially mm-hmm. what you're talking about, just backpacking into a place and, and laying down and sleeping mm-hmm. with Bo, I assume. With Bo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dude, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, speaking of, would you bring your gun? Yeah. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of, I have footage of me trumping around my yard with a flashlight. Why? What, what was going on? You thought someone was breaking in? Dude, 
So I'm I'm sleep I'm conked out, dude. And Jen's like, Jeff, 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 wake up, Jeff. And I'm like, Oh, is that what the musket pistol jokes were? And yes, the yes, dragger? yeah. Okay. So I'm like, what? And she's like, uh, I took just took the dogs out, and the side gate was open. And I'm like, what? Like that gate is not easy to open, mm-hmm. so it's open. So I pull up the camera app on my phone, and it didn't pick anybody up opening the gate mm-hmm. or walking into the yard, but the gate is wide open. So I'm like, dang it. So I, I checked the front camera live, and I checked the back camera live, and I don't know if somebody, like, I'm like, wait, maybe somebody snuck in, and then when Jen took the dogs out, they ran in and hit behind the shed. Like, I don't, or mm-hmm. ran into the shed. I don't know what's going on. So <laughs> I get dressed and run out to my car to get this bright ass like flashlight I have. And I'm walking. I walk through the, the side of the yard and I'm looking around, checking the bushes, walk around the shed. I have footage of me doing all of this, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so I didn't see anybody. Nobody was there. So we put the close the gate and I locked it up. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad nothing was was amiss. Um, 2021 supposed to be the year of our Lord. <laughs> and savior and savior right the last year was a brutal mess president robinette what did you know that his middle name is robinette who biden robinette robinette is his middle name joseph r r stands for robinette what I, does that even mean i don't know but i thought that was fast fascinating and they said joseph robinette biden jr and i'm like his middle name is robinette crazy he's a junior so there's nothing you can do about it yeah so so far in 2021, every Wednesday has had a significant political uh, event. Hmm. January 6th, Wednesday, January 6th. Yeah. Attack on the Capitol. Okay. Wednesday, January 13th, vote for impeachment. Mm. Wednesday, January 20th. The inauguration of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Crazy. So next Wednesday, um, just expect the worst <laughs> or the best. Uh, yeah. I wonder that's wild. Important. That is wild. That's a streak that's not going to continue. No, but isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Weeks. Boom, 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 boom. Week one, week two, week three. Well, we had an entire span of um, having an episode on every, like, Holiday. holiday yeah 2020 was great for holidays as far as days but nobody got to celebrate together yeah. halloween was on a friday i think or saturday saturday yeah dude alex my niece was so pissed because you can't go out and can't celebrate like you could and mm-hmm. everybody's always like halloween should be on a saturday anyways every year so they all got hosed out of that yeah. um before we get into like the inauguration and uh, i mean I, this is getting into the inauguration bernie memes uh, those are funny. What a legend. Dude showed up just like <laughs> he had other plans for today. Dude. <laughs> so that's one of the memes I saw yeah. that were so good. It was like, get up, get coffee, go to Joe's thing, then go pick up groceries. <laughs> <laughs> go to Joe's thing, dude. Yeah. One of the meme I got my comment from was it's like Bernie's dressed like this, you know, this is something to do today, but it's not his whole day. Right, yeah. right. Uh, another one, I uh, uh, saw someone posted it and said, uh, you dude, you, you rascal. <laughs> you keep doing you, you rascal. I uh, love the mittens. 
The mittens the were mittens fantastic. The mittens were so good. Um, there was there was like literally a whole Facebook page of like him superimposed in all these scenes. <laughs> um, it's just hey, there he is in the background while Biden signs the <laughs> dude just everywhere. My favorite ones were. Um, but he's not wearing a hat. There you go. That's hilarious. On the whatever that is. On the game. On the. Um, I can't. I I can't remember. Why can't I remember? It's the uh, the Iron Throne. Iron Throne. There he is with Deadpool. <laughs> I love Ryan. Uh, Ryan Reynolds posted that one. Did he? Yeah, that's from uh, Clerks. Kevin Smith posted that one. He's sitting right there. Mm. <laughs> so good, dude. Um, another one is he's uh, in one of the meetings for the office. He's sitting in in the in the conference room. Oh, that's good, dude. That's the one funny. with that CJ sent us of him <laughs> sitting front row during Lillard's shot over PG over Paul George. Yeah, so good. Well, I, I he was like when you see it, and I'm scanning. And I'm. It took me. I, I zoomed in, and I'm looking at each individual face. So, and then I eventually <laughs> panned down to it. Then I saw it. So it took me a while to see it. Oh, this is so good! It's a list of emoji reactions, and then just his as a reaction. <laughs> uh, oh, it's so good! I love them. The internet is so good. Yeah, the internet. So the internet's undefeated. It. It. Uh, it gets. It brings out the best and worst of all of us. That's funny, <laughs> dude. The, and did you see the interview about it afterwards, Mm-mm. dude? He got interviewed, and they're like, uh, "They're like, Bernie, your inner your your mittens are going like crazy on the internet. Do you have anything to say?" He's like, "Hundreds and thousands of Americans are dying. We need to help these people." Like he was no nonsense. Like, why are we talking about my effing mittens, dude? <laughs> I love it. I loved it. He's uh, he's something. He's the next president of the United States, dude. The next, what, it'll be like 85? Dude, we're setting records. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's all I had. Uh, so let's, uh, dude, I feel like there's so much I have to get to. Okay. I want to get to. Um, inauguration. <clears throat> oh, let's talk about the whole day. Trump sneaking out in the middle of the night um, <laughs> like a thief of the night. Uh, I mean, th- there's no more, there's no more fitting end to the Trump presidency than him just just scuffling off. Yeah. Hitting getting going on Marine One and just flying off. But then, you know, in typical Trump fashion, he had to do one last pass around the entire city. Mm-hmm. Which I, f- I figure I f- they start people started attaching costs to all of his like shenanigans mm. that he was doing anyway. Um and then you heard about all of the them desperately trying to get people to his farewell speech. Oh yeah, I sent that article. Yeah. Yeah plus five you can bring a plus five it said that yeah so they they said in the invitation you can bring up to five people which is that's how desperate is that yeah and apparently they were they're inviting people from season one like they invited omarosa scaramucci people who left his office either by quitting or left his office in disgrace they were inviting everybody just trying to get some people there that is desperate, dude. Pence wasn't, you know, Pence wasn't there. I know. How do you feel about that? I feel it's Pence's decision to. I mean, him being at the inauguration. Pence. Yeah. I think it's. I I, I liked that Pence was there. Yeah, me too. It was more presidential than anything Trump has ever done. Yeah. What a coward, dude! Not going. Yeah. Did you Did you see? Uh, no, I didn't hear about any of this. Mm-hmm. I did hear that Trump left a note for Biden. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't see this. Kylie w- wanted me to mention it. Have you seen all the jokes from the note? No, I, I have to. I'm gonna have to see these. There's one that says, "Will you pardon me? 
And the two check boxes, yes or no. And at the bottom it says, PSI won. Oh, that's what the, the Lincoln Project shared that. Oh, yeah. yeah so okay. good. Yeah. Dude. I, I didn't know what that was in reference to. Yeah. Now I get it. Now I get it. PSI won. <laughs> Um, well, you saw what, did you see when Biden was asked about the, the, the note? No. So a reporter asked him about the note when they're at the white house Mm -hmm. and he said, they asked him, did you get the note from president Trump? And he said, I did. And they asked him like, you know, obviously they asked, but they, they probably knew they weren't going to get an answer. Like what did the note say? And he said, well, I'm going to, he's like, I did get the note. It was a very generous note. Um, I want to talk to him before I talk about it publicly. Interesting. Yeah. So I want, what the fuck was in that note? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Is that a death threat? Yeah. Or, so, I mean, I don't know what, like, I, who knows what was Whoa, in that. Whoa, dude. Did Trump just, like, admit everything and then ask for a pardon? Like a blackmail thing? Like, what was I'll, in that note? Like, I'll release all of, I have all of this shit with me. I'll release it to Russia unless you pardon me. Yeah. What was in that note? Well, who knows? But that's such a weird thing to say. That's like, a that's weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to Trump first. That's scary, dude. Yeah. Makes you wonder when that phone call is going to happen. Mm. God, I wish I was a fly on the wall. I mean, you remember when Obama was there during the transition and they were both just awkwardly sitting there next to each other? Mm-hmm. I wish we could have had those moments. But also, now that I'm saying that, that's why he wasn't there. Yeah. That's kind of a great PR move for him to not be there because I mean, okay, so when you had Obama and you had Trump sitting there next to each other, it wasn't like focus on Obama being awkward. It was just that the situation was awkward, mm-hmm. right? So I'm assuming he didn't want to be put in a place where here here he is as the loser. Yeah. Quote. Cuz that's how he views it as wins and losses, right? Yeah. Hmm. What was in that note, dude? Yeah. I Do they ever release those? I doubt it. Oh. I wonder if it'll go into. I'm sure it'll get archived. Has to. Yeah. Has I to. I think there's there's there is a law. There was a law passed after Nixon, um, in terms of public, um, like presidential correspondence mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like all that goes into. Because after all of after all of once the Supreme Court ruled that Nixon had to release all of his private tapes. Yeah. Like. After that, and then Congress passed a rule, all of that stuff goes into archives. Is somebody archiving the tweets? I'm assuming. I think so. Like that's, that's, presi- that's presidential correspondence. Yeah. So you'll be at, like history students 50 years from now will be able to use this, be able to go into the congressional archives. Yeah. And search the national tweets. archives and pull out his tweets as yeah. primary source documents. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy thing about. Yeah. Okay, so he got his letter. Um, did Did you just watch the speech? Did you watch anything else? I watched Biden. I just watched Biden's speech. Oh, okay. What did you think of that? I th- I thought it was it was really. I thought his his tone was really good. Um, his pacing was really good. As structured as a speech, I thought the speech was great. Right. Just in terms of like my emotions and how I felt about it, uh, it was. It was everything you would thought and you'd hope to hear from a person who was who's taking the office of the presidency. Right. It was professional. It was um, un- it was attempting to be unifying. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the people he's trying to be unified with don't have any interest in being 
unified with him. Right. But you have to try, right? You have to at least say it, right? You can't just openly become hostile towards the people who didn't vote for no, you. No, gosh, Like no. Trump did. Mm-hmm. Like Trump at no point ever wanted to build a bridge with the people who didn't vote for him. Right. And Biden, I do believe, will try to yeah. without sacrificing. Obviously, he's not going... He's not going to give up on his major things mm-hmm. to capitulate. Right. But I do think that the losers will have a spot at the table as much as th- they will be allowed to have a spot at the table. For Whether sure. they take advantage of that or not, that's on them. Mm-hmm. And what we can tell about the obstructionist Republicans is that they're going to refuse to be at the table and then go to the press and talk about how you know, they're marginalized. They're the victims. They're the victims. Yep. Yep. So uh, it's zero sum. Re- the re- both parties use zero sum ideology yeah like it this isn't just republicans but the republicans are so much more especially in the obama era and to now are really to the point of it's 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 everything we want or nothing yeah and hopefully now that trump is trump is gone you start to see a some fracturing in the Republican Party where some will start to work across back, starting mm-hmm. to work back across the aisle. Right. Who knows? Yeah. But my dad had on Fox today, this morning when yeah. I was, when I got home to get ready for work and man, just, they're more mad about what happened in, in with Antifa last night in Portland than they were about the, the, what happened last night? Uh, well, apparently, um, uh, some anti, uh, there was Antifa riots, well, that's what Fox News is saying. Yeah. And I think they are taking credit for it because they had started attacking federal buildings last night. Mm. And there was a big spray painted, a big spray painted mur- mural that said, you know, we hate Biden. We're out for revenge. Like, we're not happy with Biden. We're out for revenge. Something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, all I said to my dad's like, well, it kind of undercuts the note, undercuts the narrative that Biden was oh. like this far like this was was sympathetic to the far left and is this far left loon. That's a great point. And my dad's like, well, he just calls it an ideology and if you can't he he calls it an idea and if you can't if you can't face it for what it is and you never have a chance of defeating it. And then I pointed out that that is still different than the narrative that he was pushing forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said, but it is an I- ID. I it is an idea and it's right. not a centralized organization to which he started trying to argue with me and then I just said it's way too early in the morning. And I was not prepared <laughs> to have this conversation with you right now. And I just went and took a shower. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's just <laughs> Biden is going to be pinched from both sides. Oh, yeah. And you could tell it in his speech yeah. that he knows that he's going to have to f- defend off populists on both sides. Oh, yeah. And this is a th- this is going to be a thankless four years. Yeah, it really will. Mm-hmm. Um. I was gonna, I wrote down some notes. Actually, just one thing. I said that there's something poetic or symbolic about how quiet it was at the Capitol during his speech. Mm-hmm. Like they put all those flags down the mall. Just one, I think, to represent the American people. Two, to keep people away. <laughs> but but also to you know, it looked amazing. But there's something just. Just in contrast of the last four years of just noise, always just something being shouted or or whatever. And yesterday you had the president of the United States just standing there talking about unity to an empty mall of just silence. You can hear the flag like clinking against the pole. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. 
to me, it's me deconstructing something, things that obviously weren't intentional and intentional, the speech and the, and the environment. But I don't know. It's just, it was, it's, it's just, I think it's something like if I were to sit down and write, like I said, in my words here, I said that there's something poetic, right, about it or symbolic about it. And if I were really to deconstruct it and like write it, you know what I mean? Like write a, a really re beautifully written descriptive um, piece on what what it was. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I just it, it, that gave me more emotion than any of the speeches or any of the big moments. It was the silence that he was speaking to that really was like, whoa, to me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like if I if I were to write down my emotions that I felt, that's what I meant as far as like a nice piece of like if I could put down into words what it meant to me, I think would obviously to take the time to do that would be better than me just rambling into a mic right now. But I don't know. I thought it was cool. I thought that was just uh, it's it's just like I said, just noise, 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 noise. And then just silence. And what the hell is the point? Mm -hmm. What do we have to do now? Yeah. Um, I also see a little bit of parallels, um, and I wanted to pick your brain on this between Hoover and FDR and that transition of like, just like a, a, a looming future mm -hmm. of like doom and, 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 and fear and how do we get through this and just the sweeping it under the rug, <laughs> trying to like make it or like, no, we need to face this head on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Hoover to his credit tried, tried. Like right, Trump did too. <laughs> no, Trump did not. <laughs> Trump did not. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not saying Hoover and Trump are the same person, but I'm just I'm talking about this transition of like, uh, it just feels like when I read about it, it uh, there's some parallels that I'm drawing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, go ahead. Hoover tried. Hoover, to his credit, tried to fix the situation. Yeah. But unfortunately, the economics that he learned his economic philosophy mm -hmm. was it was disastrous yeah it just was not going to work for a crisis that nobody had ever like with the way they like you're talking about coming the united states coming out of the industrial revolution mm -hmm. the roaring 20s coming out of a out of a world war where the entire world's economy just collapses but you're talking you're talking about these are industrial nations when in an in an era where there had never been a pre like we're talking about from pre-industrial to industrial the the world economic system had completely shifted right so the economics that Hoover was trying to use were never going was never going to be a fix for what ended up happening because right. the world had never seen anything like it before. Mm -hmm. And it, it just utterly failed. And he didn't have the, the ability to think outside the box. Hoover was, Hoover was a mess and using tariffs and trying like the, the smooth Holly tariffs were, is some of the worst legislation ever passed. Yeah. But it's the transition to FDR to FDR who had like a plan and a vision and could talk about that vision and in a unifying and yeah, like that unifying message. There mm -hmm. is a lot of parallels right. there. FDR saying like, we're all Americans. We're all in this together. And even like a, a state like Texas, which wouldn't necessarily be, t you wouldn't think of Texas as today as someone is want as a state wanting government like government intervention right but right when fdr was was elected you know there was a lot of people celebrating in the midwest about his 
his his eventual policies, like you know, a lot of government investment into agri into agriculture and the environment, and trying to figure out how to correct for the dust pool. Right. So, I and you you see that FDR's coalition and the coalition that elected Biden, right? The mm-hmm. the, the um of of people from all over the political political spectrum coming together and saying we need like this may not be the guy that we all want but it's a guy that we know that has the tools and the ability and the vision to fix it yeah and that is something that when you bring up the transition from hoover to uh fdr and then from trump to biden that i definitely um that i definitely do see right what about you how do you feel about it i mean you just said it all Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's why okay. I wanted to bring it up to you because I knew I had been thinking about it, stewing about it, talking about like like you're talking about different tariffs and like trying to you know what you just said, like as far as a uh a new a new problem using old solutions, right? Mm-hmm. Is what we saw. And I, I mean we didn't even have that with this pandemic, right? Yeah. It's it's not a new problem. It's mm-hmm. it's it's new to this generation, but no regard for any previous solutions used when we when the world has seen things like this before. Yeah. Um, and now you have Biden kind of laying out a whole plan of what he wants to do to address these things. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting thing that I, I read after kind of thinking about all of this was redecorating the Oval Office. Um I can't remember which two pictures are on the sides of the fireplace. Um, they're presidents, two presidents. Can't remember which ones. Okay. But he, Biden left the ones that Trump had up. Hmm. And in the middle, above the fireplace, Trump had Washington. Biden, who would you guess Biden put there? Lincoln? FDR. Really? Lincoln's a good guess, though. Yeah. Yeah, he put FDR above there. And then he got rid of the Churchill bust and all those military coins he (laughs) got out of there. Really? Yeah. It's just interesting. Uh, Please, for the love of God, get rid of those gold-ass curtains. (laughs) Those are gaudy. I hate them, dude. Uh, Yeah, getting rid of the Churchill bust is interesting. The... We'll have to talk about this yeah. now that we we ran out of now that we don't have Trump to talk about. Right. Um. Start examining some of these other these other historical figures. I yeah. Think that'd be kind of a fun to do every once in a while. What do you mean? And Churchill being one of them. Oh, like specific people. Yeah, oh, like that would re- be super re-examining, fun. Re-examining like re-examining who Churchill was. Yeah. Like, and why all of a sudden now is he even in his home country where mm-hmm. he's often revered? He's mm-hmm. he is like, um, England is going through a lot of the same thing that we are. Yeah is that they're trying to come to grips with their past right. too. And yeah, Churchill is a very, very influential figure. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that looms large over British politics. Mm-hmm. Like he's the guy that led uh, Britain through world war two. Right. He, um, but he was also very pro empire. Right. He was incredibly racist. Um, he wanted to keep, he, he did not want the, uh, the kingdom to give it India independence or right. the African colonies independence. Like mm-hmm. this guy was a very much a staunch, imperialist mm-hmm. so how do you come to grips with somebody like that right. as a nation and you're trying to move forward and patch relationships with uh, with england who has british citizens of all nationalities right of all the tr- all the trans movement of of people throughout it, the empire's history moving to england and becoming english citizens like uh, you as like a as an indian as an indian england person who's living in england who's a british citizen of indian descent mm-hmm. like how do you view 
Churchill. Churchill, right? And we and we're doing we do the same we're doing the same process with uh, with our past. I mean, forget don't let's not even talk. We don't have to talk about the Confederate statues, but right. guys like Jefferson, guys yeah. like um, Washington, guys who owned slaves, would right. we hold up as national heroes? Mm-hmm. Who would we wouldn't be the country without them? But what does that also mean? Yeah, for us, like how do we go trying to? Uh, trying to reckon with our past, but also build a, a path forward. I did watch the speech. Um, now that you mentioned, it, I went back and watched the speech. I cannot remember her name. I'm sorry, but the that 22 year old African American mm, woman mm-hmm. who gave that speech about race, kind of racial unity, that poem, mm-hmm. that was really, really powerful. Dude, it was and, amazing. And, and she is talking a lot about that process of like, you know, moving forward, but under like, but being able to. Um, heal the past stuff right. like that it was really well done um amanda gorman amanda gorman yeah okay. it was amazing mm-hmm. have you read it i haven't read it read it okay i was telling a, a friend uh not a friend a co-worker of mine about this like he was like dude did you hear that poem i was like it was amazing but read it it's different you're, okay. you're hearing it and you're watching it as intended by mm-hmm. the by the author right yeah by the artist mm-hmm. but then I, I, to me, I'm thinking about mediums and how it in, in how it influences and changes depending on the medium. The message changes, right? When you read it, like there are moments where I'm hearing it and I'm just like, whoa, like, oh, that was really powerful. Whoa. But when you read it, it's almost like for me, I'm internalizing it differently. Like, oh, here are some it's, it's almost like speaking to me differently mm-hmm. instead of hearing someone read it. This is their story they're telling. When you read it, you start identifying it from your own perspective yeah uh, check it out read sure. it okay. if you're if you're out there and uh interested do it okay um i don't know dude it's weird we're here we made it we made it through the four years yeah i can remember vividly sitting in my first semester of uh school at washington state yeah at the end of the semester dr lopez asked the question he's like he's like well, this is a lot our last class does anybody have any questions, any topics we want you guys want to talk about. Yeah. And I just I said, Do you think that Trump can win the Republican nomination? And I remember Dr. Lopez saying, I don't even want to touch that. And then me thinking like it was a it was a slight possibility. Yeah. And then to before like five basically five years removed from that moment. Yeah. And all that we went through. Cause that's when it first like first hit in my mind that this is a real possibility. Yeah. Like this guy is there is something pushing this guy? Yeah, right in American politics. Right, this is not something that we can just ignore. And then to be going through four years of his presidency, right. and then now sitting here on the day after he left office, it just yeah. feels like such a. Well, Stephen Colbert said it. He's like, <laughs> it feels like we've been a ship lost at sea for the last four years and we're just putting our feet on land again. Right. Oh, that's great. And it, it does kind of feel like that. We've yeah. been, it was such a whirlwind, right? You couldn't even have an inauguration in 2016 without some sort of, some sort of ridiculous statement coming out of the administration that he was mad that the photos showed less people at his inauguration than were actually there. Yeah. And then you have a, contrastly, a president who didn't want people at his, yeah, at his inauguration and just put flags yep. in their place. Yeah. It's somebody who doesn't have that ego. Yes. Is is refreshing. Yeah. Just doesn't have to have that ego where he has to feel like he's validated at all times. Mm-hmm. 
I was thinking about that with the curtains, right? That's why I think they bother me so much. It's like uh, the press secretary yesterday was like, um, they were they were asking her, like, are you going to give us the truth or do you work for Joe Biden? And he's like, she was like, that's an, that's an amazing question. I'm glad you're giving me the opportunity. She went on to talk about how she respects and reveres and and understands the importance of free press. Mm-hmm. And our job is to be as truthful and honest to the American people as we can be. She said, if Joe was, if Mr. if President Biden was sitting right here, he would tell you that he works for the pre- the American people. I work for President Biden, so therefore I work for the American people. And so it's the president, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a very important job and role right but even even just saying that is far different than anything trump would ever say so when i see the gold curtains it's it's you're elevated above the american people where this administration is already saying we're in this together i am one of you i am an american instead of i am king here's my gold curtains you know what i mean yeah it's just it, it just it is refreshing all that the i'm king i'm the best validate me it's just I cannot believe we went through that and and everybody crying in 2016 and everybody saying that you're you're soft and you're you're snowflakes and boohoo get over it, that's your president we were j- legitimately afraid of our democracy c- collapsing we had legitimate fears and we saw those things mm-hmm. happen yeah. that's why we were crying in 2016 because we knew this was not going to be easy and we knew this mfer was going to do this we knew it we mm-hmm. knew it. Now, I follow a crazy Karen's page on Instagram. <laughs> and there's this woman, and she is cr- bawling that Biden is, has won. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "He's God, Trump, save us, Trump. Oh, God, Trump, Trump, save us, save us. He's not even standing in front of American flag. What flag is that? This is from his speech when he was leaving... Um, Delaware. Oh. He was standing in front of the Delaware flag. <laughs> I'm shaking my head right now if you can't tell. <laughs> um, that's just wow. These people. These people, man. Dude, she was bawling. Like we're not even we're not even showing the American flag anymore. What is that flag? Well, I don't know, man. Like the the lady, the the woman who was shot by police on at the Capitol. Yeah. Um, you know, she'd voted for the Obama Biden ticket in twenty two thousand eight and two thousand twelve. Oh wow! But then she felt strongly enough that Biden was such a danger to our republic that she was willing to die, storm, die. How do we get the there? Capital. How do you get there? She's mad. Like, but what is making you mad? Americans are pissed off, right? But they're, but they're pointing their fingers at the, they're pointing their fingers at the wrong people. Yeah. And they, yeah, there's a lot of grift. Yeah. And I was watching, I was watching, and I give credit where I got this from, but I was watching Bill Maher. Oh, okay. And uh, and he was he pointed out he's like that woman he did he did research on her mm-hmm. you know she was um, she was a small business owner in San Diego mm. um, living so living in California democratically ran you know, democratic ran state like probably the one of the most democratic states in the union right and uh, she was she, in order to stay afloat she had to take a loan at a hundred and sixty percent interest 
Oh my and god! And she was in financial ruin. Yeah. And you can see that all across. Her story is not unique. Her no. story is replicated by millions of Americans all over this country. They're yeah. pissed off. They just want, as Bill Maher said, they just want to break shit. Yeah. And Trump was somebody who was going to break shit. Yeah. But with with his rhetoric and and I think I think that and he also he point he rightly pointed out he goes this is a nobody like we yeah we uh, the Democrats are at least trying to stop predatory economics right predatory lending and um and in an economic system that exploits people. But she's living in a state ran by Democrats. They didn't stop a, a loan shark right. from from giving her a loan at one hundred and sixty percent interest. Yeah, that's we, insane. We have a lot of reckoning to do in this country. Well, and I'll <laughs> go ahead. It's it just it's not going to. It doesn't end the second a democratic get a democrat gets gets elected. No. It doesn't end the time like a Republican gets elected. The fact that someone can be crying because the president, the executive of which is the lead, the lead of one co equal branch. Mm-hmm. Just shows, um, I think, the ignorance that's in our system that one man can fix all your problems. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> well, a lot of these small business people, and I, I see it on the internet a lot, is they are struggling and they are losing their livelihood and, and struggling real bad. Mm-hmm. But the solution is not just to open back up and have everybody come into your business. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. Trump wants to open everything back up regardless of the pandemic. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough. But the solution is not Trump just opening everything back up. And the Democrats don't want to see your business suffer. They don't want to see your family suffer. They don't want to close down just to get you. Well, neither, and to be fair, neither, Republicans don't want to see Americans right. suffer either. But I'm saying yeah. the the Joe Biden versus Trump. Yeah. The fear is Joe Biden mm-hmm. wants to okay. close your business down for what? He doesn't want to do that. But he does want to get through an effing pandemic. I just got a text from a Trump supporter. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that about Trump? No, it says, wake up. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's because I'm not at work. Oh, gotcha. yeah. There okay. you go. <laughs> um, okay. Well, how many times have we been told to wake up? Dude, it's so obnoxious. Wake up, America. <laughs> wake up, dude. <laughs> you were so blind to what's going on, man. Do your own research. Do you, do you even do your own research? Or do you just watch like Fox News or CNN? Like, I read stuff on YouTube. <laughs> Well, you watch that. You watch those Jordan Klepper clips. Oh, and he asks best. people like, "Where do you get your news?" And he's like, "My opinion," or, um, "I read, you know, I read stuff on, I read stuff on Facebook." Mm-hmm. Basically, people's comments. Did you see him go down to the Capitol? Yeah, dude, that was scary. Yeah, dude, he's like, "We gotta get out of here." <laughs> Did you see him try to those guys, like, lay down behind the cameraman to trip him, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, assault, assault! You freaking assaulted me!" Yeah, um, and he's like, no, nobody plays victimhood. Like nobody plays the victim. Like I forget what he called him, but it is about me not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, it say? Uh, you've got four weeks and six days of this coming. That's hilarious. <laughs> he's a funny guy. He's racist and he's a Trump supporter, but cracks me up. 
Um, okay, you got to work. Mm-hmm. We've talked about a lot. Is there anything about the inauguration or Biden that you wanted to touch on that we didn't? No. Because I need you to tell me something. Okay. It's time for counterculture. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, counterculture. Yeah, that uh, there was some crazy stuff that happened at work. Uh, okay, Jake, don't pl- downplay this. I literally get a text message from you that says, "I just got hit by a car. Don't worry, I'm fine." <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, we had a guy. He, I was managing, and we're like, we're like way understaffed right now. No, like, I'm fine, but I just got hit by a truck trying to stop a guy from stealing. That's the text I get from you. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I am fine. I'm fine. Uh, what I'm happened? Here. So this dude, he, uh, I'm up. So I'm up front uh, covering a cashier's break, and I'm on the phone with ODF. This is probably about five thirty. Mm-hmm. So it's dark outside. And I'm on the phone with Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife because I had to call about a license for this guy. Mm-hmm. And because he had created, he stupidly created two accounts, which locked up both of them. So mm-hmm. I'm, ha- I'm on the phone and all of a sudden I, we, I have this cashier and she's, she's very sweet. She's great. Um, but she, she's very, always very, very nervous. And she's very, very like, I think she has a lot of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So she talks really, really. Mm-hmm. really quiet and then also with masks it's made it even worse oh gosh. and then you add my hearing on top of it which mm-hmm. is terrible especially out of my left ear and that's where she's she's on my left side mm-hmm. and all i hear is like nothing i hear just her saying something but completely inaudible like, okay i can't understand it so i turned to her and i said what was that anna got to say that every time she says something to me it's what would you say anna uh-huh. and she goes i'm sorry but did he pay for that and I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, did he pay for that? I'm like, what did he, what? And she's like, that depth finder, which is like, it, it's a depth finding unit. For a boat? And they're like minimum like $700. Oh my word. And this dude is already out both of our double doors. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hold on to the phone. So I go running, I go running around <laughs> the, um, the cashier station. Yeah. Out the front door. And this time, this at this point, he's or this dude's already getting into his truck. Yeah. He goes to like start to pull out and he realizes that I'm going to like cut off his truck. Mm-hmm. So he like stops, reverses back and then starts to go out the other way. So I go to run like I go to run in front of his truck again to try to get around to his passenger side. Okay. And he sees me and he like guns it once and like I like I like I push like on I the hood. I push on the hood. Uh-huh. And then like I back up a bit. And I'm trying to read his license plate. And then all of a sudden I look up and he's coming at me mm-hmm. like he's decided he's going to hit me. And he I'm able to like step just to the side and push off of the grill. Uh-huh. And then he, it, it hits me in my hip and like spins me. And then he just just did you get the off. plate. He had it was a brand new truck. He had dealer plates on. Oh. So, yeah. So I come back in and I'm just I, I, well, there was a there was a uh, a customer out there mm-hmm. who called the called the police on my behalf, mm-hmm. and then like I'm super shaken at this. Hopefully, point. they're describing the truck and the person. Yeah, wall. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I am 
Like I'm pretty shaken at this point. Yeah, what time? This you text me at five forty two. Was that it like was right like, after? It was it right after I got back inside. Okay. Yeah. And because um, I just had to text, I text, I just had to text like somebody. I'm yeah. like, this is crazy. I get, I get that. Yeah. And so I get back inside, and things start going through my mind. Yeah. I'm thinking, of course. Okay. Why the hell we had loss prevention? Mm-hmm. Why was where was loss? Because at that point, loss prevention did run out. Like he. He came out, but it was after the guy had already taken off. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, where was loss prevention? And we pay for a guy literally to keep this from happening. Mm-hmm. Like we've had so many runouts lately that we pay a guy whose sole job it is to just sit at the By front the door. of the door. Yeah. And, and our one exit, because we've got them split between exits and entrances, is to sit there and make sure stuff doesn't walk out the front door. Right. Where was he? So. I'm heated at this point. Uh, now yeah. I'm pissed. Yeah. So I start looking for people. I'm like, where the fuck <laughs> were these people? And I go back on the cameras and Uh-oh. I f- and I find where they were. Uh-huh. And the loss prevention was it's just, it was unfor it was an unfortunate series of events. Right. Because of how busy we were, everybody got shifted. So the hunting counter has just been slammed with idiots buying guns again. Okay. So the electronics guy the electronics guy is shifted over to hunting to help out there. Yeah. Because I had to go to management because we're down managers. Right. So I had to go from hunting to manager. Mm-hmm. He had to go from electronics to hunting mm-hmm. to help cover. The Marine guy had to go to electronics to cover electronics because the electronics got a call and okay. the electronics guy was too busy to take it. Holy crap. The front end guy had to go to Marine to cover. Um, that's the story I got is that he, the, the front guy and guy said, I had to go to Marine to cover electronics because like, I had to go to Marine to cover Marine because Marine had to go to electronics and electronics had oh to go to hunting. Word. So where everybody's literally just shifted. It was right. like the worst time to have this guy do it. And it's almost mm-hmm. like he, he planned it. He had to have been scoping it out. Right. So we started going back through and trying to piecing, trying to piece this all together. So the loss prevention. Did guy, you get him on camera? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, you can't, but he's wearing a mask. You can't really, oh, you can't really like figure that's out who true. It is. So, um, so we get a hold. So we we're start we're starting to. I'm trying to piece all of this together because every people are going to want answers. He got away with a two thousand dollar unit. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, Nazar, who's our loss prevention agent, was having the right call because we've been losing thousands of dollars and people stealing high-end um like outdoor apparel so oh. there was a guy in the store walking around with a brand with a Sitka brand jacket which is like a 500 jacket yeah and he's the, so we're trained to like anytime somebody's walking around with sitka or sims you're we like eyeing them yeah which is the right call right and the guy that ended up stealing this is like this old dude kind of like heavy or set mm-hmm. wearing like a, a, a ill-fitting but a dress shirt mm. just walking around like someone who you would not think to watch genius I, I, it was i mean it was literally like it was, it was something that we couldn't have seen we probably right. would not have seen coming especially yeah. with everything that's already going on in the store yeah. at the time um and then i'm like what was the front end guy doing i need to know what he was doing mm-hmm. we go back to the camera that looks right at the marine desk and yeah, he does answer a Marine call 20 something minutes before the guy even enters the store mm-hmm. and then stayed at that Marine counter for a good 25, 30 minutes, just sitting there scrolling through his phone. 
the guy, I kid you not, walks past him, asks him a question. The, the guy that stole asks the, counter. the guy, asks the guy at the counter a question. He doesn't even look up from his phone and just points in a direction. And then the guy walks back in that direction and then walks right out the front door. Uh-oh. I was pissed. So I went up and I confronted him. I was uh-huh. like, what were you doing? And he's like, oh, I was I was doing a Marine call. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And he goes, well, and then he tries throwing the LP under the bus. He's like, what was what was what was LP doing? And I said he was watching somebody with a sicker jacket. And then, and then uh, the, this guy goes, oh yeah, me too. I was watching that guy too. That guy was super sketchy. Nowhere in, nowhere in the video that w- we watched yeah. does he even notice the guy with a sicker jacket. So what do you do? Well, I, w- I went and like we sent an email to owner to ownership. To all the the all the head store managers saying watch out for a return on this particular unit. We had to write a whole report. For right. It. And I told my head manager, and I'm like, this not okay. Like, yeah. And then um, I don't know what's. Go- I don't think anything's going to end up coming from him. But from the individual who was just sat on his phone. Yeah. I mean, now he's he's been told like he's got to sit back up front. <laughs> but there's there's no like he can't. And then he was complaining to me today. Yesterday, he's like, "Man, it really sucks that I have to stay up here all the time now." <laughs> like, dude, that's your job. Yeah. Like, that's your job. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a fishing guide, and he like everything. I know he knows a lot about tackle and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But, dude, you were hired not as a tackle cover person. You were hired to be sitting in that chair. Yeah. We don't care that you're on your phone as long as you're up there. Yeah. I I don't know. I was livid. I Jake. Was, why? Are you risking your life for merchandise? I don't know. I don't know But I've either. had a knife pulled on me. Yeah. I've been, now I've been struck by a vehicle. I need to stop. Kylie was so pissed at me. I'm annoyed. So I'm a pissed. little annoyed. As you should be. It was stupid. I get that there's like a, a personal investment there because mm-hmm. of the family connections, right? So maybe you do take it a little personally. Like, this mother... And I know the, the hero when he was like, this mother effer just thinks he could just do this. Because you've said it a billion times. But, dude, at what cost? Yeah, that could have turned a lot worse. Yeah. You should have. But also, if I had 15 more seconds, I would have gotten that dude before he got to his truck. Fair. But you didn't. But I didn't. And you're not going to stop a truck. No. So get out from in front of it. (laughs) Unless you got, like, a nightstick, dude, where you just... Bam, bust those I windows. My, I wish I had my keys out because then I would have just let it go all the way down the side of his truck. Oh, that's what I'm saying, dude. You got to keep like a little just expandable like nightstick on your hip. Mm-hmm. So then when you come, you just bam, you bash out their windows while they're getting away. At least you got them back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm so honestly surprised I didn't get in trouble for me going out there. But they're all four. I mean, it's kind of maybe a flaw in the company, but they're all four. Doing whatever you can to get stuff back. Yeah, we just can't, man. You just, I can't explain it because you guys don't work there. But it's every day. Yeah, it's every day we're losing thousands of dollars in merchandise from theft. From theft. That's insane. 
and you just get tired of it eventually. And then the brazenness of somebody who you wouldn't even expect, right? <laughs> when you see a homeless dude steal it. This is what you hate so much. You, you hate steal, it so no, much. When you steal, like you see a homeless dude stealing a tent. Yes. You understand that he's stealing that out of necessity. Yes. And so there's some empathy there. And yeah, yeah you want to get your product back because it's like a $400 tent. Yes. But at the same time, you understand why the person is doing it. They're trying to survive. Yeah. I'm not going and chasing. I'm, I'm not going and chasing a homeless guy down for a tent. Right. If I can get him before he gets out of the store. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. That guy had no. Like, was driving a brand new truck, had no reason to be stealing. Yeah. I mean, that's how he has just that brand got, new truck. Just got his $600 stimulus yep. check, right? This guy has no reason to be stealing this. He, all he does is probably he stole it to get put it on his own boat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that shit is what pisses me off. It's those yeah. people who don't need to be stealing that are doing it just because they know they can get away with it, and most stores aren't going to go after them. No, they won't. They're, they've been conditioned by the Targets, the Coles, the Fred mm -hmm. Myers of the world that are just going to let you just routinely, Home Depot, just let you routinely walk out with whatever appliance you want. Mm -hmm. You can go and steal a fucking skill saw from Home Depot, and they're not going to stop you. Nope. They'll just keep putting your name on their wall. Watch out for this individual. <laughs> well, what happens when that individual just keeps coming back in? Wearing a mask. Right? It's just... it's. I know. I, I'm not going to stop it. I know I'm not going to stop it. But in that moment when you see a dude just like literally walking out, like we have to start adjusting price to make up for that. Yeah. And then it's just... There, this is... And that directly relates to wages. Oh, like, yeah. They use that as an excuse of why they can't give raises. <gasps> oh. So it's just like. <laughs> yeah. It's like now you're just like it's like it's personal. Like, it for is me, personal. It gets personal. Yeah, for sure. And then you're like the, you're, you're the manager on duty and like you feel like you have to do something. You're responsible. If I just said like, well, you know, I don't really want to go out there and do that. And like, I don't know. There And there is like a mass. There is a toxic toxic masculinity component to this as well. Ah. It's like I'll admit it. Because there was for years, I'll like, admit it. For years, I was like the person who never went out, right? Uh -huh. And all the other guys would talk or sit around and talk about all the times that they went out and got into tussles and stuff like that. And I, I felt like a pussy. Yeah, like I, there was part of me that felt like a pussy. And oh my God. and now that like I'm the guy in charge, right? Like yeah. it would be even more. Of, I'd be even more of a pussy amongst my peers <laughs> if I didn't try to attempt to do something, dude. Now putting myself in front of. A vehicle? Yeah. Probably not the smartest. Hey, Which is, I'm dumb, right? That was a, that was stupid. There's no way. There is nothing I can do that justifies that as a smart decision. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna die as a hero, live <laughs> as a pussy, brother. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, if you knew some of the other stories about how other people have gotten product back, um, I'm not as stupid as some of the other. For people. For sure. Yeah. No, I know you've told me some off air. <sighs> Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Well, you're my hero. Well, thank you. I thank you. But don't die for some merchandise, dude. Mm -hmm. I can't do the show without you. The you're, most, the you're the brains. The I'm most the scared I, the most scared I ever was was when that guy pulled a knife on me because well, I was, yeah, I, I thought he was coming back at me. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Probably shouldn't go on cart rescue missions into the homeless camps anymore to steal back our carts. Probably a good idea. Carts are, you know, yeah. you can let a cart go. Yeah. It'll come back eventually. We lost a cart the other day. This guy ran out with it. R.I.P. R.I.P. our cart. Why don't I just go steal it from Walmart? They let those things go all the time. Yeah. It's a freaking, it's a giant corporation. Yeah. Steal Walmarts. We only have like six carts. Our old people need them. Oh. To lean on. That's true. 
No. CJ's probably going to be out for longer than four weeks. Why? Um, doctors are saying that, that this is the first time the NBA has ever had a injury like his. Uh-huh. And like where the, where the micro fracture is on the top of his foot, blood flow is really bad and it takes a long time to heal. Oh. So they're saying that the four weeks is um, very optimistic. Uh, I don't think the NBA is going to last very long, dude. You don't think so? They canceled today's game or tomorrow's game. But that's also why they didn't release a second half of the schedule so they can make these games up. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Every they, Memphis doesn't even have eight players. That's true. They're not playing. They're not going to play tomorrow night. They're not. They already canceled it. Did they? Yeah. Oh, they've already ca- they canceled both of the double. Yes. Ups. Wow. They don't have enough players because of freaking coronavirus. That's crazy. Coronavirus. They're not canceling the season though. It's over, dude. I wish they would. They're going to go back to the bubble. I wish they would because this team is a travesty. Even with a healthy Nurk and McCollum, this team's this team is. Just they don't have any other reliable scores. CJ, I think could have made an All Star team. He could have, yeah. He was on fire. He was dude. playing more consistent than Dame. Yeah, yeah. What's up with not him? as not as a pl- not as a playmaker? Dame still sets up his teammates <gasps> oh, yes, better than CJ does. But Dame just Dame just seemed off. Yeah, I don't know what it was. His offensive game just seemed off. Yeah. Um, he's shooting a low percentage mm-hmm. and he was scoring at a high rate, but his user rating was way off the charts. Like he was having to do a lot to get those points. Right. But when you look at how many more times can you, we all talked about Derek, And I said this myself, Derek Jones and uh, Derek Jones Jr. And Robert Covington were upgrades over Harkless and Aminu, but they're missing just as many corner threes as those two guys did. No way, dude. Yes, they are. No way. Dude, Covington shooting Covington, twenty five. Yes. Covington shooting twenty five percent. Jones from is nailing three. some shots, dude. Twenty five percent from three, and he was one of thirteen the other night, and he took ten three pointers. What about Jones? Give me Jones's stat, you hater. I, I don't know what you're, Jones is. You're hating it. I don't know what Jones is. No I don't know what Jones is shooting, but they're misusing him. They need to use him more with cuts, like slashing to the basket. They need alley oops. Yeah, yeah. Like he reminds me of Crash, like Anaconda Cock. Crash or like JJ. Like plays aren't really called for him, but he'll slash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're talking about JJ Hickson. Yeah, yeah. I love Hickson, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he's just kind of standing. He's spreading the floor, and he's not that. Yeah. Like that's not him. Yeah, that's like bringing in Evan Turner to be a primary ball handler and three and corner three point shooter when he was never that in his entire career. Yeah, dude, he won the dunk competition. He's obviously skilled around the rim. Mm-hmm. Get him around the rim. I don't understand why O'Shea is bringing in guys that clearly Stotts isn't going to use in the right in the way. Like Stotts wants a guy that can camp out at the corner, right? In the coffin corner. Yeah. And Olshay's not bringing those people in. Yeah. Clearly, there's a disconnect between Stotts and, and Olshay. Oh. There has to be, right? Yeah. What's his name, JJ? How do how do we keep bringing in these same square pegs, trying to fit in them and trying right. to fitting them to a round hole? Right. At this point, you've got a litany of guys. Yeah. Kent Bazemore, uh, Evan Turner. Yeah. Derek Jones Jr. Guys that are good players in their own right that do not fit the system. Uh, um, who am I thinking of? Aflalo, same thing. Oh gosh, yeah. Watching That's those, watching those guys just trying to figure out how to play within the system with a skill set that they don't have yeah. is so frustrating. What if you think? What about like a JJ Redick? JJ Redick would be perfect for this right? team. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the kind of player that that they need. Mm-hmm. Never gonna happen. No. Unfortunately not.
Did you see the Cavs and uh, Nets last night? Uh, I love the fact that I don't like Colin Sexton, but I, why not? He everything I've read about the Cavs is that he's just a real diva. Diva. Yeah, I yeah. heard that too. Um, but he and then when they play, when they have played the Blazers, uh-huh. he's just a real mouthy, just kind of really annoying. It's why I don't like Damian Lee from the from Golden State. Okay. Uh, same yes. kind of thing. They wear the short shorts and they're just real like talkative when things are going well but their teams win like 10 games a season right uh but it was awesome to see him go for a career high and beat the nets and yeah. Kyrie's return yeah that was awesome Kyrie's weird Kyrie's doing a lot of great things for people mm-hmm. and that are not basketball related which is awesome like I guess he gave a ton of money to um the natives uh native community like along the mm. pipeline like he, t- oh, gave, really? he gave a ton of money to them, and like he's just been helping people out. Um, but Maybe he, he should retire from basketball. I think he should. It doesn't seem like his heart's in it. It's not, and that's it, no it, fault of his own. It like, isn't. Just if you're not, if you don't want to do it anymore, don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I think the Nets would be better off without him. I think so too. I think so too. Because Harden was. I don't know if you watched any of the highlights of the game, but Harden was like, Harden was taking a back seat. Last night, he was doing more facilitating than he was scoring, and they lost to the Cavs. Right. When it was just Harden and KD, that was that was a fun fun game to watch well, because... They, he can facilitate and score. Yes. And that two-man game with him and KD, it's just... You, you can't stop it. Nope. It's scary. You can't stop it. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Jordan mm-hmm. as the center. Like, that that's a scary lineup. But you throw... Kyrie in there, and it, it just it was Who awkward. else do they have now? Because they traded Jared Allen. They traded Karis LeVert, and Spencer Dinwiddie's hurt. Wasn't Allen on um, the Cavs? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jared Allen was traded to the Cavs. Jeez. So I don't know who's on their roster anymore. Me neither. Let me no. look real quick. Uh, that's the Nets? Yeah. Um. Because prior to KD coming, like, prior to KD coming over, they had a fun little, like, nucleus. And they traded D'Angelo Russell, which was probably the right call. Where's he? Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota. Okay. But he got traded to Golden State, and then Golden State traded into Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins. Um, uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris. Joe Harris. DeAndre okay. Jordan. Dinwiddie, you said, is hurt. Mm-hmm. Landry. Shamit. Oh, they got Shamit from uh, the Clippers? Yeah. That's a good That's a good. Jeff Green, Tyler Johnson. Um, oh, they got a strong team. Yeah. Even the, Tyler Johnson and Jeff Green are good bench guys. Yeah. Tyler Johnson could come in and score. And that's really, really it. Yeah. Okay. So they lost a lot of depth, but they yeah. have three superstars. If Kyrie's... Trade Kyrie. Do you think anybody's going to want to take that contract? No. 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 Nobody's taking that contract. Especially when he won't show up to games. Yeah. Just retire. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Yeah. All right. I got to go get my mouth all jacked up. Well, have fun with that. That sucks. Teach me how to... Dougie? Be a good gun owner. Well, let's 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 figure out a, a weekend here okay. soon, and we'll go shoot. And I, got, I have a couple of guns I got to break in anyway. Okay, um, I'll be a dad tomorrow. You won't be. Oh, I can't wait. So next week, she'll be here mm-hmm. while we record. And if you're cool with it, I'm gonna just gonna bring my gift. When no, I'm not cool I... with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdo. All right. Uh oh, man, I don't want to stop, but you gotta work. I know. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Jake. Yep. And thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.